You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. The delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw, the runner breaks to the plate, here's the throw, wow. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Good evening, everybody. Um, Jim Rosati here. Welcome to North Shore 9 I guess NS9 Live is the name of the show. <laughs> NS9 Live. Um, I'm here joined by Tyler, as always. Tyler, how are you tonight? I'm here tonight, Jim. I am here. How much more to here. be said? You are here. Um, and then lurking in the shadows, always also our producer and uh, the third wheel, Anthony DiNardo. DiNardo, what up? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? So Wait, where's my, where's my camera? Probably in front of you. Oh, there it is. Hopefully. It's Hopefully always not. producer. Doing the wrong what's, one. What's, this, what's this producer doing? Here we are. Hi, guys. Let's How get you us, doing? Gettis must have been unavailable today. <laughs> He's too busy watching his son, Super. <laughs> Which, by the way, Still for the people that name. don't know Gettis, a friend of Tyler and I's, his son's name's Super. So how about that? That's not his son's name. It's his middle name. Which, yeah. Which he is always called by his, his daddy. <laughs> not so much his mom. Well, yeah. <laughs> Can you blame him? But how about that? It's a solid name. I remember him joking about that. <laughs> and it came to Didn't fruition. think he'd actually do it. But anyway, so yeah, here we are. I'm here, as you can see. Yeah, I'm- unfortunately. Also, you are here getting yes. trolled by my fantasy football league. Very hard right now. And I'm taking it personally. Terrible. You're probably terrible. It's been a rough season, man. I'm not, I mean, I'm not the one, you know, we had a little conversation. Ryan's the, Ryan's the big proponent of that. Oh my God. No one cares about your fantasy football team. Right. Right. Jim. <laughs> right. I think Ryan yelled at you about that once, but like, I don't really it's care. Been I'm pathetic. I made a trade. I had like I had three of the top eighteen picks, and everyone's all injured. Everyone's all out. I mean, part of it is my fault because I'm not a very humble person. I like to talk trash, and (laughs) I was talking all kinds of shit at the beginning of the season. And I'm in technically, I don't know what place I'm in. Maybe like ninth. I mean, it's bad. So they're giving like all the outs of how I can get into the playoffs, which is like you know the longest route ever so it's just not happening i am in second place right now i have outscored everyone by about 200 points and somehow i'm eight and three and i've gotten beat by the worst team in the league <laughs> like my team just didn't show up that day not one player showed up i scored like 50 points it was stupid also i'm just going to take this time to mention if you play in a non-ppr football league i hate you well i guess that's me what are your what are your I'm thoughts on? What are your thoughts on kickers? I'm extremely anti-kicker. I would rather football. not have them. 
there's no point. First off, I think they're the worst people in the world. Uh-huh. Just in general, kickers suck. Um, and the fact that like a kicker can score either zero points in a game or 15 points in a game, and really they both accomplish the same thing, it's stupid. I hate I'm it. guessing you played against Young Hoku or whatever his <laughs> name was. Young way. I've had this. I've had this thought. I mean, this has been my thought process for five to ten years. I think. I think kickers are the worst. I think they deserve no, no um, roster spot. Not only on fantasy rosters. I think kicking should just be outlawed in football in general. Oh, you're no kicking. No kicking at all. No extra points. You always go for two. Maybe you can do something where, like, you know, you get the ball on the five for one point. You get the ball on the. 20 for two points, something like that. Um, but no, no extra points, no field goals. You can punt the ball, but no field goals or extra points. I hate kickers. Like, they've lost me so much money betting. Just because some idiot misses an extra point. And, of course, I don't cover spread because of that. I just hate it. Like, they have one job. Like, they have one job to do. And that's, like, they literally one thing. And well, yeah, it's they have one job to do, and they only have to do it like two or three times a game, right? So you better be good at your job. <laughs> I mean, like I, I hate it when they just like suck. Like, how do you have a sucky kicker? Like, literally, what what has he been doing all week at practice? Has he just not been doing the one thing that he needs to practice? I, I can't. See, this is when the lights come on for Tyler. He just puts everything away because normal Tyler right now would bring up. Now, if you're a kicker, you shouldn't give a halftime speech. But mature guy here won't do that. Well, I'll I'll say this, Jim. So I'm on board with you. And as a matter of fact, we did that. And the league I'm talking about is Ryan's league. The Godfather Ryan. Mm, it's his yeah. league. And I want to say we voted on it. It might have been two years ago where we uh, abandoned the kicker. And I'm for it because I'm with you, man. Like, there's nothing worse than being up by, say, 20 points and there's a kicker left. And the damn kicker goes, like, off for, like, five field goals. And that's how you lose the game. Um, so, yeah, like, when it comes to fantasy, yeah. I'm with you. So, we abolished the kicker, and I think we've given an extra flex for it. Yeah. That's that's the common sense move. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, it's more PPR football up? than a kicker. Yeah. Exactly. Am I the only one that hates non PPR leagues? I don't no, I, mind. I, I am not a non PPR fan. I I, I I like I like half point PPR. I will take a half point. I will be happy to take that. Non PPR leagues. I hate watching my receiver go for ten catches for a hundred yards and get ten points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very frustrating. I'm down with like either. Tyreek Hill should have dropped fifty for me this week. No, I, I, I'm a PPR guy. And, of course, I play in one league that is non-PPR because I can't convince them. When you just got to drop the league. Yeah, but it's like the league um, that's like people around here, so we have an in-person draft. Mm-hmm. It's for the most money of all my leagues. You can still show up to of. the draft. Yeah, but I'm not going to show up and not win. Like, what do you want from me? Well, speaking of football... The Steelers are eleven and zero. I think the oh, Wednesday game kind of threw. David, Jim, you ruined my segue. I had one already too. <laughs> Steelers are eleven and zero. 
it's thrown off my week because I didn't even realize today was Thursday. Like we had a football game yesterday and the, uh, it's just messed up my whole week. My whole week has been in disarray. <laughs> Those pesky Ravens. What about it? Yeah, you could, Jim. You're going to continue? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. That's I'm it? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, still All that build-up just, just to stop right there? No, I, I, I didn't have any segway. That was way it. better. That was it. I was just saying, my, my week's been all screwed up because of Wednesday football. Well, my week's been all screwed up just because of it really, everything. But It's going to be even worse on Monday whenever they play at 5. Yeah, I feel like that'll actually be a little bit better no, than three forty on a Wednesday. No, I kind of—I'm not going to lie. I kind of liked it because I had told everyone on Monday, Wednesday, just so you guys know, three thirty comes around, I am unavailable. Don't bother me. But I got a lucky halftime hit at five o'clock, basically, and I flew my ass home. Well, to the bar, but you know, same thing. Oh, bar, similar. Your bars are open. Yeah, Our bars aren't open here. Our bars and and indoor dining are all closed. See, I guess Ohio is just fancy. <laughs> that's that's a good word for. We it. only had nine thousand new cases. We're fine. All right. That's enough football talk. Unless anybody else had anything else to say about football. On this well, I just want to bring up what my segment was going to be. I mean, Tyler talked about how he has 200 oh, yeah. more points than everyone in his league, yet he's 8-3. and three. Would you rather be Tyler in 8-3 and three or those mediocre-ass Steelers in 11-0 and 0 who just beat, you know, cream pie teams, cream puff teams? Whoa, pause. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I tweeted this earlier. There are no good teams. What do you want from them? Yeah, I I disagree with you. I think there are good teams, and the Steelers are one of those good teams. The Dolphins have a winning record, and as a Dolphins fan, there are no good teams. There are two good teams in the AFC. The rest are a step below. I think there's two really good teams in the AFC. You could even argue there's three. And then there's a couple, like, I don't think the AFC is that bad. Not good. I think you have the Steelers and the Chiefs. I think you probably have to put the Chiefs one, Steelers two. I, I'd agree. But I think the Titans are a good team. I think the Bills are a good team. I don't That's believe in Josh Allen ever. <laughs> the Bills are all right. I mean, the Titans are all right. I just think they were a good step below the top two teams. And I think the NFC is similar where it's, well, I mean, they're kind of all just clumped together. It's Rams, Saints, Seahawks, Bresham. Yeah. Your, uh, your favorite it's, quarterback, it's also Jerry, whoever, it's, it's, good year. Oh, he's terrible. No, he's, he's like really good, though. No, he's terrible. I, I could be good, too, if I had Sean McVay giving me plays at the line of scrimmage and audibleing for me. Oh, really? Probably. <laughs> I think Jared Goff has, like, the same pro football focus grade as Ben Roethlisberger, and Ben Roethlisberger is literally drawing up plays in the dirt. Jared Goff's got a guy audibleing for him. I haven't watched enough Jared Goff to 
really make a um, educated decision on how he's how he's doing. He sucks. All right. I don't like them buckos and all those guys that got non-tendered. Am I right? How about that? There you go. There's our segue. <laughs> there is a segue. <laughs> That's how it's done. Let's, all right. So we're done with the Steelers. Just like the rest of the NFL. Yeah, done with them. And PFF. Um, yeah. Are you guys talking about boring stuff? I'm going to go put some landscaped on my balls. Oh. Oh, do you want to do that, Tyler? Should we show them the code? I'm, well, you probably shouldn't do that live. I like a good pH balance. <laughs> Why don't you tell them about it? Did you open up yours and, and try it out, Tyler? Oh, I sure did. I'm telling you what, man. Sometimes these underwear will get a little stanky if you go a weekend and you don't really take a shower. Listen, Jim, I know there's been times in your life where it's like a Saturday. You just want to hang out. You don't change. You sweat a little bit. Put a little bit of that manscaped deodorant on there. Underwear smell fresh. It's a washing machine. I'm sure that's what they put on the ad read. And let's think about this too. We're in a work from home environment. I mean, you know. Right. Exactly. Are you, are you really changing your underwear every day? <laughs> are you, you know. I mean, typically, are you, yes. <laughs> are you putting on pants? I would say that is, is one just, thing I do every day. <laughs> You might just have to fresh Here's the yeah, thing. Just a quick fresh. Real quick. You are you are making your washing machine work less hard because it doesn't have to get that odor out of those underwear. That's right. Saving electricity. What you're saying? Exactly. You can wash on cold. Throw wash everything cold. in together. Wash on cold because you don't have to worry about getting all the bacteria out or whatever you got down there, Jim. All my bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? You don't have bacteria down. <laughs> I guess we all have bacteria. But yeah, so, and just to say, I mean, obviously for you guys that don't know, you can go ahead and get yourself some Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. As you see right here, the promo's on the video right now on the stream. For those, if you're listening at the podcast, go to manscaped.com. You can use code NS9 and get yourself 20% off. And honestly, though, in all seriousness, that razor is worth the money alone. Like you can't find good electric razors anywhere. For, they are hard to find, especially during quarantine. Like they're so expensive. Well, and then everything's sold out. I feel yeah. Like. Yeah. No, I'm I'm absolutely right. I talked about it's last whole week, thing. And yeah, you know, I'll definitely say it again. You're absolutely right. I love the feel of it actually. Um, but no, it is. It's a good razor, and you you get a lot of stuff. That whole package, that bundle they have. I mean, I got boxers. Really I got the wipes. I got the deodorant. I have, you know, what else did it come with? Quite a bit. But anyways, yeah. I mean, go to manscaped.com. It's Christmas time coming up. Go get your, go get your dad a gift. Go get your son a gift. I don't <laughs> get your friend a gift. Come to the get the, yourself uh, a gift. What's get, that called? Get yourself uh, a gift. The elephant. What's that gift exchanging thing called? White elephant. White elephant. Is it? All right. Yeah. Go get. Yes. Go get that. Or Yankee Swap. Off. All right. You gonna talk? Yeah. Is that it? I thought I thought you were still going. <laughs> it's like we all pause right at the same time. Yeah. So code NS code is NS nine. 
for that, by the way. NS9 for 20% off. Don't be using the same electric razor to shave your face as your balls. Yeah, that's a no-go. What about those non-tender parts? (laughs) Speaking of tender things. They need that 20% off now. (laughs) Speaking of tender things. um, (laughs) Clay Holmes, apparently. Uh, I'm here for all the segues. Clay Holmes, apparently not tendered. Not tender enough, Clay Holmes. A couple other non-tenders run through here. Nick Tropiano was non-tendered. Clay Holmes. Um, let's see here. Who else we got? You talking Not even just non-tender? Talking Pirates or it was that around the league? Yeah, just Pirates. Pirates. Oh, well, I think that was it. Tropiano was with the Mets, and he was non-tender with the Mets. FYI. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, Tropiano but, was non-tender. <laughs> but you could do like our our good friend Ethan Hulahan, right? Former Pirate Alert. That's yes. what you meant by that. Former pirate alert, Nick go. Tropiani. Former pirate alert, was, uh, Nick Tropiano. Right. Non-tender. Yes. Okay, so we can just go ahead and talk about all the people that the pirates non-tendered, and does anybody really care? Because all of them probably should have been non-tendered. Well, or we can just talk about the fact that the Cubs are getting rid of Kyle Schwarber. Well, I think that's what we'll definitely transition. Because as far as non-tenders, it was, yeah, just like, yeah. it was just Clay Holmes. I guess what it's we can talk Holmes, about yeah. first, sticking to Pirates, is were you shocked that there weren't others? Like, were you shocked that Eric Gonzalez was offered a, and accepted a $1.2 million contract? I wasn't too surprised. I felt like he proved his versatility last year. He wasn't terrible. Like, he started off well. well you know, started yeah. off good. And then he, he wasn't good. Kind of, oh, he wasn't good. But he was better <laughs> than he had been in the past. I, I feel like uh, because of those first few weeks, we're kind of giving that pass. Yeah. But Overall, look at the numbers. He was actually pretty terrible. I haven't even looked at the overall numbers. <laughs> I just remember the first few weeks when we were comparing him to Fernando Tatis. Right, right. So you know what? Just that alone, he's <laughs> worth the one point. He's worth the one point two million. Okay. Because yeah, just to break it down, final results, Jim. Right after the game, Eric Gonzalez or Fernando Tatis Jr. Final results: Eric Gonzalez, sixty-two weighted run created plus. Point one war. Batted 227 on base 255. Slugged 359. So not good, Jim. Not good. How about this though? He he did actually play above average defense. He did. Right? He did. Played above average defense, played multiple positions. And that alone has some value. <laughs> So maybe they just need to let him hit a little bit less. I like him. The chick in the brothel plays multiple positions too. I'm not paying her 1.25 million. Well, it's not your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no, know. But what's I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, literally the payroll is going to be at like $40 million this year. Anyways, they have to pay some people a million dollars. Might as well be Eric Gonzalez. No, I'd rather not pay him a million dollars and just call up some random guy from Double A that probably sucks. But I already know Eric Gonzalez sucks, so let's find out what the guy that probably doesn't suck might do. Like I'm kind of he with might play Tyler. multiple positions as well. I'm I'm kind of with Tyler on this. Whereas now, one thing that strikes me is it's not as if Charrington's when they made the trade. You know, obviously this is also a, a hunting. I don't know why I'm, Ryan's got me on this nutting tin. Hey, 
So it's it is a Huntington a trade. Huntington. So, you know, he could, of course, just say, you know, it's not my guy. We're going to get rid of him. He kept him. I just feel like, you know what? I kind of, I think I know what Eric Gonzalez is. You know, even when he was at his best, he wasn't that great. And I think the league figured him out and he was very, very bad. And it's like, let's just try somebody new. Let's try and outcast someone else. Someone else's garbage who is pretty bad. Maybe we can change him. Change the scenery, who it is. I don't know. But it's like, I'd rather give that $1.2 million or use that $1.2 million into something else, you know, to get another player or something. And not that we're investing in the good players, but, you know, retreads. I, I don't think there's anything left to retread on Eric Gonzalez. I kind of feel like he is what he is. And, like, at his best, he's, you know, we're hoping that he can be an average player. Yeah, my thing though is like I'm completely fine with him being the backup middle infielder. Like he's he's going to be the guy who can play those positions and play the positions well. Um, you know, he, you can put him at third base if you need to. Also, you know, it's it's nice to have somebody that if you you've got to plug him in there, they can you you can at least know that they can be capable of playing the position, and he's shown that. So I'm completely fine with it. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, thinking through just who else would you put in there? Like, I don't know. Like, I guess you could go outside the organization. Well, let's go down the non-tender list. <laughs> so if we go down the non-tender list. I mean, no, I just really you know, not a you whole can keep lot going, of, but yeah, no, but there's not a whole lot of middle infielders out there. I mean, you're looking at Ponser Alberto, Kyle Farmer, who's already been signed, Greg Garcia. Daniel Robertson, Jason Guzman. So, like, I'm fine with Eric Gonzalez. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I just he's he's shown that he can he's capable of it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, what it. is capable? Capable is he, he's a he's a replacement level major leaguer that you can plug into a position and he plays a plays a bunch of them. And yes, and I can find a triple A guy to be worth what he Clearly, is. Clearly, like the definition. Like we're of talking about a guy that is forty percent below average at the plate. He does have a good glove, but like, give me Pedro Florimon. I don't care. Who, just well, Pedro Florimon's not going to hit forty percent below average. Pedro Florimon's going to hit sixty percent below average. Like you got to, you got to remember. Like I'm just saying, middle infielders, oh, they're like literally that. they'll cost five hundred thousand dollars. There literally aren't going to be yes. any just random guys out there who can play middle infield and, and, and just and hit. That that doesn't exist. <laughs> like as far as a as far as a um like a non tender candidate or somebody that you're going to just put on a, like a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. Those people aren't out there. If you're going to bring somebody on as a as a backup middle infielder, they're not going to be able to hit. Because if they could hit, they would be starting somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of guys fall through the cracks. I made one. It's not my job yeah, to find. I guess them. I guess that's also ben like where I'm at. Like you also have you already have Newman. You already have Adam Frazier. You have Cole Tucker back there somewhere. He's going to be like a utility all over the place. And I just feel like Eric Gonzalez is adding to that mix of a lot of junk. <laughs> I hate to say it. Obviously, you know, Adam Frazier, we're hoping to regain value. And obviously, I could see him being like a deadline trade piece. But that's far in advance right now. You know, he's he's going to be on this squad. 
uh, come March, come in April, I feel. So it's like, you know, if you have Newman, you have Cole Tucker as well, then you also have Eric Gonzalez. I, I, just, I, I don't know. I, again, like we're talking about Eric Gonzalez at $1.2 million. Like to Jim's point here, I also agree, like it's not the biggest deal. It's $1.2 million. Um, but I think where I'm coming from and maybe a little bit where Tyler here is, is I, I feel like I would just rather have just find someone else. You know, and we're talking about just non-tenders. There's also free agents out there. You know, I, I'd rather just have right. something else. Like, let's just take a risk on somebody else. See if what you know what can maybe blossom, flourish out of them, what have you. Who's also a bit younger, maybe. You know, I mean, Eric Gonzalez is 29 years old. Will be, well, I guess 30 end of August. So he'll be 29 for the most part. Um, so I, again, that's just kind of where I'm coming from, but. I think we've already talked too much about $1.2 million in Eric Gonzalez though. Yeah. And, and my thing is like, I don't, I don't know who you're going to find out there. Who's that cheap. I mean, Jose Iglesias just signed a deal for, uh, I guess they just traded for Iglesias, but yeah. Iglesias but is, pay, is being paid. Let's see. What's Iglesias being paid? $3 million. And it's not like he's that good. He had a good year last year, but like that's – it's not like he's had a good career. He's been fine. I mean it's almost double the salary and he's providing <laughs> um, tenfold the, the production. <laughs> but the other thing, not even tenfold, the like twentyfold gonna, the production. Are the pirates going to – I mean – Jose no, Iglesias no, I get you, but it's has an 88 OPS plus for his career. It's not like we're not talking about a good hitter here or anything like that. Where he's got yeah, a good glove. Course. He he hit Great well glove. last year. Like, Great glove. That's it. Like that's that's basically it. He hit well last year. He's never hit well in his career before last year, other than when he was like super young. Which of course, small sample. Yeah, we're arg- Hi, Babbitt. Right. We're arguing over guys that aren't very good. Like over a million dollars. At the end of the day, it really yeah. doesn't matter who they bring in. Yeah. I, if we're looking at it in the grand scheme of things, there are enough lottery tickets out there that if the Pirates felt like let's spend one point whatever million on Eric Gonzalez and go after another lottery ticket, I'm cool with it rather than going after the lottery ticket of whoever else is out there. It's just that I would rather just some college infielder that we drafted just bring him up that we think sucks. Who cares? See, I'm not for just calling people up who suck just because. Like, I feel I like, am. nah, I, I, you still should have to earn your way onto a major league team at some at some point. When um, did Eric Gonzalez do that? Eric Gonzalez has shown that he can at least play major league baseball. I didn't say he was good at it, but he's been better than than some. He's no Jose. Uh, there's some that. <laughs> <laughs> That's another guy that didn't deserve it, but yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> Sorry, Jose, <I> mean, <laughs> but it is what it is. Well, like, I'm looking at the list of, of shortstops here, and there's a few people who there's are going to be there, there's there's people out of their their price range. So, like Marcus Semien, obviously isn't you know going to sign here. Hey, maybe Even in the middle of the year, going to sign here. Eric Gonzalez is an 80 WRC plus guy with a good glove and some team needs a backup middle infielder and you can get some scrub reliever for him. But 
again, like I, I feel like we aren't spending like an absurd amount of time on this. But again, it's it's just like <laughs> you're hoping for the best that you can get yeah. a scrub reliever for this guy. So like if that's the oh, best, I know. why not instead of having 39 guys on your 40 man, why not free that up, have 38, try something else? So I'm with I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean it's just like let, yeah. let's maybe talk gonna, about some I'm of the gonna, then I'm gonna, I'm just going to disagree with you then. <laughs> like, just well, I disagree. Like, I think, I think, I think Eric Gonzalez was a clear cut lock to tender a contract to. If I could just make a, if we had a Mount Rushmore of dumbest conversations we've ever had. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's put it this way Eric Gonzalez, deal. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber, gone. A little bit different. Salary it is. I mean, obviously too, it is but, because it's the contracts yeah. themselves. But like, put some perspective on this. Eric Gonzalez's job, safe. Kyle Schwarber, you're looking for a new employment. I mean, yeah. once again, this is a 1-1 pick of dumbest conversations we've ever had on the cheap show. Ass, cheap ass <laughs> Cubs. Could we talk about that too? It is a little. I mean, I I would not have expected them to non-tender Kyle Schwarber. I mean, he he wasn't great by any means last year, but he's been a good major league hitter pretty much his whole career. Um, and especially with like you have more America, you get more DH situations now too. Like, I feel like he's a little bit more valuable, you know, than he than he used to be too. Is is this I, I not he, to cut you off, but I'm going to cut yeah. you off. Is this maybe a precursor that? So you see, you make a good point, Jim. Like you know, you see Schwarber getting non-tendered here. Charrington's made a couple comments saying that he's going into the season believing there is not going to be a DH because there's been nothing to indicate that they will have a DH. So with him saying those comments, and you're seeing guys like Schwarber get cut, you know, non-tendered, I should say. Is this maybe a precursor that there really is not going to be a DH this year? Also, that's—I mean—you bring up a good point because, like, I feel like if there was going to be a DH next year, I mean, Kyle Schwarber would be a lock for the Cubs DH. I mean, that's—he's kind of like a cookie cutter, perfect example of what a DH should look like. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I if there is going to be a DH, the MLB will get absolutely trashed because there's a lot of guys out of jobs right now that should not be out of jobs for a very small amount of money. Like you look like Mitch Moreland. He got a $3 million option declined. Maybe if they have a DH, it's a different story. Like if they come out and say, hey, we're going to have a DH, we're way too late in the game for them to say, uh, we're going to go ahead and just go forward with it now. You can't let teams start making roster decisions without letting them know who the hell is going to be on the field? <laughs> that that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the MOBPA will lose their mind if there is a DH this year after some of the non-tenders and options that have been declined. Isn't that coming up to that deadline? Isn't that supposed to be announced? I mean, obviously the winter meetings are this upcoming week. So yeah, I, I mean, I would probably- imagine they would they would have to have something announced by. Sometime next week during those winter meetings. I mean, that, that's probably when they they're going to make a decision, right? I hope. I mean, and not, but go ahead. Sorry. 
No, that's all I'm saying is I hope. No. But like even not even the MLBPA, but even clubs like the Padres that declined Mitch Moreland's option of three million dollars. I'd be a little upset if I declined the guy for three million dollars and had a one thirty five WRC plus last year. And then you come back and say, ah, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do that DH thing. Yeah. But at the same decision, that's got to be made so much sooner. Yeah. But like, and and add in too, like not even just so much the uncertainty of a DH, but I mean, teams are crying poor that you're, you're seeing this too. It, It just, it's so crazy, you know? And like, yeah, like notable guys, I'll just name some out here right now, like Kyle Schwarber, David Dahl, Archie Bradley, Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, Mikel Franco, Lamar Rosaro, Carlos Rodon. I'll tell you the name that like surprised me more than anything was um, Adam Duval because I feel like first off he's 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 been he's hit the ball everywhere he's been, yeah. um, <laughs> and he even like was kind of like a a Braves hero this past year like down the stretch he hit a ton of big home runs hit a lot of big home runs in the playoffs that that one got that one struck me a little bit by surprise i figured because i can't imagine he would be that expensive he he's in like his year four so like it's not like you're you're not going to be paying adam duval 10 million dollars or anything um so that one surprised me a little bit um because he yeah he's in his second year of rb yeah, I mean, he was hitting the ball pretty pretty good there for the Braves, especially down the stretch this year. And we are talking about a team with the Braves. I mean, they're a team that looks to be spending money. Like, they're not afraid. They're not the ones that are crying. We have no money, mm-hmm. unless this is their way of doing it. <laughs> Adam Duvall, great guy, by the way. I had classes with him in college. Oh, what whatever. Guy. She did. <laughs> of course she did. Did you get his auto- Did you stand in line and get his autograph too, Jim? No, no, I did not stand in line to get his autograph after class. Not after class, at least. No. But uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's no, a so lot that of one, dudes out there. That one surprised me, and then um, the Reds with Archie Bra- Archie Bradley surprised me too. I, I didn't think that was because the Reds too have been a team that have has kind of shown that they are willing to. Um, spend some money and they they actually traded real people for Archie Bradley at the deadline last year. So, yeah. you know, they actually traded a prospect and Josh Van Meter last year at the deadline for what ended up being one month of Archie Bradley. That I mean they traded their if you got it, I don't know. Because they traded their second round pick like for Archie Bradley and and Josh Van Meter. So, yeah, so that one's that's that surprised me. Yeah. Another guy out there like Cardos, Carlos, I always mess up his last name. Rodon, Rodon, Rodon. yeah, yes, that's a guy I'd be real tempted to take a flyer on if I'm the Pirates. I can't disagree. I, I like that one too. That's the one that I just keep looking at, like. There's a lot there. The fact that he's young still, you know, he is a pitcher. He's a lefty. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yeah, Pirates I mean, can he's, use help anywhere. But, you know, I feel yeah, like there's yeah. definitely a need in that rotation from somebody. Why not? 
I mean, would we rather watch, I don't know, well, not Trevor Williams, but whoever else they decide to throw in there, or someone with a little ounce of potential that you never know what you can get, and then flip him. Because he's not going to be here no matter, whoever it is will not be here when the Pirates are finally good again, which I might be 50 by that time, but who knows. I think um, I think you bring up a good point though with him. I think he's somebody that could definitely see the Pirates going after. They do need probably another arm or two, you know, for that starting rotation, you know, just from a depth standpoint. And, and you know, do you really want to roll with Cool and Brault both in your rotation? So you know, you, you probably need to bring in one or two other arms just to kind of shore things up a bit. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's a guy. He's twenty. Be twenty eight next year, so it's not like he's super young, but he he has had some success too in the majors a while ago. <laughs> he's been kind of pedestrian yeah. the last two years, but he's also been hurt. Um, I, I, he's somebody I would totally, um, I would totally support bringing in on on a minor league deal. I don't think you give him a major league deal or anything, but I think he's a he's somebody that could compete for a, a roster spot, right? And that's not, the nice thing with the Pirates right now is they're in a position to be able to take those kind of lottery tickets and just see what happens because everyone's going to go for so cheap right now that you might as well take as many as you can like I'm buying scratch-offs and one of these things might hit. And, and to pivot this yeah. and, and kind of make the comparison like the whole Eric Gonzalez, it's kind of why I think this was setting up for this. You know, I, I would much rather, again, this is why I know we're arguing about $1.2 million and all, but like I just feel like that's why I would rather not have Eric Gonzalez on the squad and look at using you know those two extra roster spots right now to go get this guy because this is a guy who could potentially become something. You're hoping, as Tyler says, that you can get a scrub reliever out of Eric Gonzalez, whereas this guy, he could potentially become something and a, a real piece, you know, the – trade the deadline, trade next year. Not going to say be part of your team because like Jim said, he will be 28. Um, but he does have some control. But the thing about him too, like let's compare about like him and Carson Fulmer, right? Like there's a whole, I won't say all, but there were some people hyping up Carson Fulmer last year because of his draft status, right? The stuff that mm-hmm. he presented, but he's someone that never put it together. Whereas, you know, with Car- or Carlos Rodon, and I'm going to be like, it's, uh, it's Rodon, right? Anyways, Carlos Rodon. Yeah. yeah, it sounds right to me. <laughs> yeah. like, Tyler has me yeah. all like worried how I'm saying I've, it now. <laughs> man, I've read his name 8,000 times and I still never really figured out. So like with him, as Jim said, like, yes, he was that hype player. He was picked in the first round. Um, he had success and is tailed off. So it's like, let's, let's spin the wheels on him. Let's hope to maybe find that success once again. And now you have an actual piece that you can trade off. I guess my thinking is Eric Gonzalez is $1.2 million. It has nothing to do with what the Pirates can do in the free agent market when it comes to adding a pitcher. I mean, I'm, I'm, looking, at, I'm looking at less at money wise and just he's a roster spot, like him being on the team. Yeah, but you still need, you still, I mean, you still need to have an infielder. So, like, at the end Here of the day, you still them. need an infielder. Like, <laughs> he's not taking up a pitcher's roster. You spot. have too many so, infielders. Like, and they'll get rid of one. Like, I mean, that's, I don't, I don't think they do. Cole Tucker didn't even play a single inning in the infield last year. I don't even know if Cole Tucker is an infielder anymore, to be honest with you. 
He literally didn't play an inning. He didn't play an inning in the infield. So like it's a sad thing because it's he's prior Apparently not. They don't even think of him as one. So I don't know. It, it's Eric Gonzalez being attending a tender contract has nothing to do with what the Pirates can do <laughs> to shore up their their starting pitchers. That's that's all I'm saying. Like they have room, they have availability, they have money. They they, they didn't pick up Archer's option. They non tendered Trevor Williams. Those two things right there just saved them fifteen million dollars from what would have been on the payroll this year. So in two starting and two roster spots in the starting rotation. Um, Eric Gonzalez's one point two million dollar deal had nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> like that's my argument. I don't care. And one thing, just, just while I'm looking at Carlos Rodon. <laughs> <laughs> he has he's lost some ticks off the fastball but i mean you, oh, he's you, not you attri- good the last yeah year. you attribute that to injury uh, yeah but velo's way down from his good years but still we're talking about a 28 year old and i think we've seen quite a few dudes be able to ramp that velo back up so you never know but i'll just take a flyer on anything right now like a guy that has had success I, I maybe I just believe in Oscar, another guy that I can't pronounce the last name. Marine, yes, Marine. Er, there you go. Yeah, see, there we go, boys. I'm learning Spanish. Maybe I believe in him a little bit too much, but I just like the guy, and you never know. Maybe he's going to go with Michael Feliz the drive line and learn from Kyle Bodie. And there you go. I'll, I'll, All right, so I'm going to say I'm going to. I'm going to say a name of somebody who I absolutely think the Pirates should sign and sign to a major league deal. And that is Kirk Casale. Um, we all know that the catching position has zero depth whatsoever. Um, the Reds on tendered Kirk Casale this, this, uh, this week. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his numbers, great defensively. Mm-hmm. Holds his own offensively. You know, he was 131 weighted created runs, weighted runs created plus last year, 90 the year before, 115 before that. So, like, the guy can, the guy knows what he's doing at the plate. He's not, he's not bad. He's fine, especially for a catcher. He's fine. Um, and he's good, def- and he's good defensively. So, I think, I think that's a name in particular where you, I think you go after him. Um, to basically split time with Stallings behind the plate. We still have Stallings. I don't hate that, though, at all. And it kind of fits that mold and profile as what Charrington wants to do, right? He wants to get better defensively, up the middle. I mean, we've seen it all last year. That's why he got Maley. Maley no longer on a part of the team, although the, the Brewers took him, uh, signed him to a deal. But, yeah, like you're absolutely correct. There is no depth. I'm not totally worried about any type of trade that we make right now has to be for a catcher, which seems to be like the, the trigger topic right now amongst Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh media, right? Who, who what catcher are we going to trade this person for? Um, yeah, we need depth. You know, it really is just stallings right now, basically. So you're right. Uh, adding Casalian there and both of them could potentially be some type of trade piece at some point or whatever, but you're right. I mean, both are very good defensively. Um, the offense isn't really there, but it's not as if they're pathetic offensively. Like they're they're neither of them are going to be a liability to the club. So yeah, I, I mean, I we like even it. saw last time Stallings 
Stallings even just being a league average hitter was the second best hitter on the team. <laughs> right. So Casale, he could be our third best hitter, honestly. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Actually, probably if you take that 131 WRC plus last year, he probably was the was the best. Yeah. I'm just waiting on Wyatt Matz and Aris McGuire to come up. I'm afraid I got bad news for you. <laughs> Where's Elias Diaz at? That guy had like a 128 in AA. Where's he at? Um, He's coming. But I, I will say, Reese McGuire was tendered contract. Oh, happy for him. He wasn't jerking off in a parking lot. But that's where it was tendered at. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should use manscaped. <laughs> Hold up. All right. Back on track here. <laughs> but um yeah, yeah. So Kirk Casali, you guys. <laughs> no, I, I don't hate that at all. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I just fine. whatever. I, my my guy. As Tyler pointed out, was one of them, Carlos Rodon. The other guy I would love to see is David Dahl. We had a little talk before this. God damn it, Denardo, I'm with you. But my God, like that just and, – and you know what? I want to give them credit too. Someone mentioned this when I brought it up the other night, and they just said like that just sounds like a pirate name. And I'm like, you know what? That, I could just see some Yinzers talking about David Dahl all day mm-hmm. long. He just sounds like a pirate. But – Everything we said about Radon. I mean, again, David Dahl, first rounder, talent, top pedigree, you know, and as far as the prospect rankings. I, I guess, have a little soft spot for him in the sense that, like, he was just killed with injuries. You know, I, I, I know he had the lacerated spleen. You know, he came up, he, he missed a few years and such. He hasn't really put it all together, but I just feel like the talent is there. And he has shown it. Like, let's be honest, too, as we talked about, like, mm-hmm. it's not as if he's just been a complete disaster. I mean, he was an all-star last year, which, great, who cares about all-stars, honestly. But it just shows, like, just as recent as last year, he was productive. Every single year, he's been an above-average hitter for the time that he's been there. Yeah, he was garbage last year, but so many people were. Why not? Why not? And how old is he? He's 26. You know, he's in his first year of ARB. He's controllable. Why wouldn't you do it? I'm a sucker for potential. So I am curious. So, like, for, I, I, okay. I, I, I kind of hated on David Dahl earlier, but realistically, <laughs> I think the team does. The t- I mean, we do have kind of a, an empty spot there in, in center field, and he could fill it. Um, you know, so you've got, you, you could plug him in center. He's going to be better than Gerard Dyson was, <laughs> and and probably not that much more expensive, and having and has more potential because because like we know, we, and, like, and, and like you mentioned before, we've seen David Dahl hit. Um, every single year that he's been in the majors, he's been an above average hitter, um, other than last year. So, I'm for it. I, I, that's another guy I wouldn't mind seeing because he actually fits a need too. Because right now this outfield that we have is it's Reynolds and it's Polanco who <laughs> I mean he's just been been I mean, we we all know his struggles I know. but it's I know. it's really just those two right now um, 
they, they really should be playing first base right now. They really don't have they really don't have anybody else with with uh, any substantial major league experience other than those two. Yes, um, I mean they have Anthony talking, Alford for center field as they got in that trade. I know Tyler loves him, but uh, I, I know they have him, and of course, like Jared Oliva. So, but that's it. That's and I guess if you're if you're considering Cole Tucker, I guess if you're considering him, he's also in that mix. But you're right, Jim. I mean, this this I just want to point this out. As far as true outfielders go in this forty man, it's Alfred, Oliva, Polanco, and Reynolds. This infield, you want to talk about crowded. Josh Bell, Castro, Cruz. I'll tell you what. Let's we'll talk about actual major leaguers though. Bell, Philip Evans, Adam Frazier, Eric Gonzalez, Gabrian Hayes, Colin Moran, Kevin Newman, Cole Tucker, and apparently no DH. I mean, this infield is crowded as shit. <laughs> yeah, well, Craig, and, and none we have a bunch of not good Hayes. people that we can't get, really get rid of. <laughs> No, you're right, and that's why I think they're, they're they took the one one of those guys who's probably the most versatile and the most athletic out of all those people that you named, and and basically they're turning him in. So an outfielder is what it is what it seems like. Um, I'd like to see Cole Tucker play some winter ball this year. I don't know if that's in the plans or if he's too busy hanging out with Vanessa. He's, he's cool. playing so, something else this week. He's, he's busy. He's, he's got he's got more important things than winter ball. Um, Let me see if I can fit that into my schedule. <laughs> but no, I mean, as far as the outfield goes, though, it's no one, no one with over a hundred games of experience in the outfield other than Brian Reynolds and, and Polanco. So they've got some gaps there. I would be completely fine with David Dahl filling one of those gaps. Yeah, what if I told you Yeah, I mean Yeah. What if I told you David Dahl blows a little away from Coors Field? I wouldn't be shocked. I also wouldn't care. (laughs) Because Uh, you might. Everyone in Pittsburgh blows in Pittsburgh, so what does it matter? Yeah, but <laughs> they don't blow a course field. I mean, we're talking about a field that let Clint Barmas hit like 23 homers. I get it. I get it. But, all, I mean, DJ LeMayhew also. I, I, I know there's some actual valid things about course field. I mean, there's some validity what you're saying. But, again, honestly, I, I don't care. I don't care. Well, I still like the like- talent. Let's get him here and find out. Yeah, and things like weighted runs created plus, like those are park adjusted. So yeah, I'm not even looking at that. I ignore that when we talk about course field. We're talking about like seven eighteen away OPS. You say that's probably better than that's probably the second 17. best on the Pirates. Seven eighteen. Seven is league average. Oh my god! Oh, okay. oh seven eighteen. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. I thought we we're on weighted runs created plus, and I thought you said seventeen. Huh. That's why I was like, oh, no. wait a minute. Seven, seven, eighteen. Granted, yeah, that's not. That's probably that's most likely weighted down by a few very bad seasons, like this year, because WRC plus only has something like one eleven at home in his career. So, it's still, 
look, I'll I'll take a flyer on the guy. But you know who the Baltimore Ravens should take a flyer on? Bubba Starling. They need a quarterback. Bubba Starling. Gosh, he hasn't uh, he hasn't oh, played football terrible. in a while though. He hasn't yeah, played but football he's, in a while he's, though. Yeah, he's a terrible baseball player as well. <laughs> Is he twenty six? Kind of cool. Is that what he is? He's he's twenty eight now. I feel like I've heard about Bubba Starling oh, since God. I was like a child. He was a yes. first. He was the fifth overall pick in two thousand eleven. I think Bubba Starling was in the in the minors the same year Bubba Sparks <laughs> got popular. Probably because you're oh. right, and it's funny. Like I'm shocked he's twenty eight for the fact that. It's 28. I he was 38. Like he's really finding his. <laughs> well, yeah, like it feels like he's 38, but it's like, has he really been like? It's he's 28 years old. Like, geez, he's now like he really is, getting his uh, first take. Last year was his first year in the majors, yeah. wasn't it? He, no, debuted, he's terrible. he debuted in 2019. Yeah, um, but he has not been good, and he well, wasn't really I, good in the minors. He never really deserved to even make the majors. I don't think. No, he, it was one of those like, all right, he, well, he, he was one of those guys where they they drafted him. He was just a hell of an athlete in high school, mm-hmm. which and they thought they could just develop him into they a, did a not. baseball player, and it just yeah, it never happened. I mean, he started off like first prospect rankings after being drafted. Baseball America had him at twenty fourth. Next year it was at thirty fifth, and then he dropped off completely. So, really, I felt like never, he was on he, there even longer than that. Nah, he just like there was so much hit. hype around him. Yeah, he couldn't hit at all. Like you just didn't. It was always like, eh. Bubba Starling went three for four today. They didn't mention that he went oh for the last thirty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he um, yeah, it's gosh, bad. He, he played. He played eight seasons in minor league baseball. However, imagine that. going back to the Mount Rushmore, that is a first round pick of a athlete name. Bubba. Bubba Starling. That is a great name right there. Oh, it is a good name. I think that's the other reason why people like knew who he was. Yeah, that's why name. you remember him because his name is yeah. Bubba Starling. That's <laughs> it's just an awesome. excellent, excellent name. That's and why I still was, know who like Gunnar Keel is. He, he, he would go to Nebraska. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. His I think that's who he was. Yeah, he was going to be Nebraska's quarterback. He was like one of the top quarterbacks heading coming out of high school. He was J.R. House after J.R. House. Mm. He was better than J.R. House. <laughs> Not at baseball. Not at baseball. J.R. House was better at baseball. Kyler <laughs> Murray probably would have sucked at baseball. Let's be honest. He had a long way to go. He made the right move. I don't know. He, well, he might was, have. He was what? Like a ninth overall pick? I think. Fifth, I thought. Ninth or seventh. He, he was up there. He was up there. Like, I thought he was like fifth, but he had like 291. They were even gonna wave the. Uh, did they? They were. They were like waving the the draft rules like format everything. Oh yeah, weren't they, they were. Weren't like, they? Yeah, they were trying to give him a major league deal, which he like, was bound to be an absolute bust. Well, he's not a bust in football. Never find sure. out. He's okay. He's, he's gonna make a lot of money, so good for him. He's okay. He's better than yeah, Lamar. You are. Okay. Your your quarterback standards are just absolutely <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Tom Brady system quarterback. 
Yeah. Lamar Jackson sucks. He's- Kyler Murray, <laughs> he's okay. Jared yeah, Goff he's sucks. Okay. <laughs> no, Jared Goff does suck. So how many good quarterbacks are there in the NFL? Big Ben right Roethlisberger. Uh, I mean, I put Big Ben in my top 10 right now. Oh. This year. You would? Yeah. Okay. I mean, good quarterbacks? PFF doesn't have them in the top 10. Yeah, PFF's a terrible... PFF says that Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. PFF needs to go die. PFF has uh, watched way more football than you have. Yeah, not well. I mean, that doesn't say much, though. I don't want to base my decisions off of some stupid rubric that nobody else has any access to, and they have no idea what's going on. If you think Daniel Jones is having a better year than Ben Roethlisberger, I don't respect your football decision on anything ever. But, All yeah, right, back to the original point here. Back to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Oh, are you going through the good quarterbacks? Yeah. So okay. Exactly so what I was gonna do. So there's one. There's Mahomes. I think Rogers is good. I don't care what people say. Oh, hell Breeze yeah, is good. washed up. Who doesn't? Yeah, say but he's good. <laughs> they're okay. You don't. You're not on the same Pittsburgh Twitter I am. I'm on a similar Pittsburgh Twitter. Yeah, there's a lot of people that hate Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, is good. I don't Jim, so you can relate. Well, people, I Aaron Rodgers was know. Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes nobody was, was to Patrick, another level. Nobody was Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. I I don't know. Aaron Rodgers that year he won the Super Bowl was unreal. There's, I mean, there's a lot of Aaron Rodgers hype. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was. He's gonna go down as the best quarterback yes. in history. Yeah, and then the like Packers started to suck. And now he's really good again. And then he took he took a lot of blame. Granted, now we see Mark McCarthy in Dallas and realize, oh, that guy kind of blows. <laughs> I think we all knew that. I still like Deshaun Watson. I think he's better than Lamar. I think he's a much better passer than Lamar. Um Ben, you said Lamar sucks. sucks. You said Lamar sucks. So just being better than Lamar doesn't mean you should be good, right? Lamar doesn't suck. I mean, oh, what? Here's where I'll put Lamar Jackson. Oh, oh, shh. Last year, we last year he was talked about like he was in the category of Patrick Mahomes. Like those are the two guys. They're not even the same stratosphere. They're two different types of players. I don't yeah. think you can compare the two. No, you can't because Patrick Mahomes, you can put in any offense. Lamar Jackson, he's one specific offense. And he's designed an offense around Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, you just plug him anywhere and he's going to be fine. Patrick Mahomes couldn't run the offense Lamar Jackson runs. Yeah, because it's a stupid offense because it's built on a run quarterback. If you need to win a Super Bowl, you're picking Patrick Mahomes every day of the week. They're not in the same category. Granted, uh, I know your argument's kind of like, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. He's the real deal. I agree. Patrick Mahomes is really good. I think when we're talking about a franchise-type quarterback, you can plug him into any team, and they're going to figure it out. Lamar, they had to build around him. 
What's wrong? That's where I leave it. I don't want my quarterback to have to be built around. I want a guy I can plug in. We're going to go win some damn games. He doesn't want Tom Brady. Yeah, system. System quarterback. He only won, what, five Super Bowls? Yeah, and a great system. Thank you, Josh McDaniels. So that's what a good quarterback and a great system is. What you're saying. No. Yeah. No, because Lamar hasn't won a playoff game. (laughs) Lamar <laughs> Jackson is basically Josh Allen. There's Tim Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen might be better. Like, Jamar, Lamar Jackson's still like three years younger than Josh Allen. I don't care. I think Josh Allen blows too. Actually, I oh, think yeah. everyone blows. There's there's no way you think there's ten good quarterbacks. I really don't. I think the quarterback position is so watered down anymore that it's hard to tell. Like there's not he's actually going to be able to shut up and win some games. There aren't ten good ones out. There. <laughs> See, good's real relative because if you want to look at it just numbers wise, you could consider all of them. Like you could say Justin Herbert's good this year. He doesn't win games. He gets a bunch of garbage time stats. Same with Blake Bortles back in the day. He wasn't good. I think the quarterback position is just so watered down that. It is what it is. But we've wasted enough time on my football takes. Those are safe for Twitter. Welcome to NS11. Yes. NS11 Live. That's what I do, boys. (laughs) All right. Well, we talked about non-tenders. We talked about the guy shaving the balls. We talked about Eric Gonzalez for 20 minutes. (laughs) And I'd have to bring this up. I, I did. We, I mean, yeah. I don't know about you guys. Have we all forgotten about Philip Evans too? Like he's just still hanging around there. Here's a another guy on this roster on this team that is still there. Yeah. I will answer your question. Yes, I forgot about Philip Evans. We're gonna go into 2021 with no DH and have Josh Bell, Colin Moran, Cabrian Hayes, and Philip Evans. Interesting. Sweet. Yeah, can he play center I mean, field? Can he play? Can he play short? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy too, because like you, you have to give Evans a shot again, right? After his oh, how could you two not? weeks, right? I mean, I, it was two only weeks. two weeks, but like <laughs> he looked really good in those two weeks. So like you, you have to at least give him a chance to to make this team again. Um, I don't know if he'll end up being the. I mean, because he only made this team last year because of a bunch of spring training injuries and crazy things happening. So I don't know if he makes the team again, but he can play outfield, by the way. He, he did play outfield for That's another guy. 17 I love innings. So. I love Colin Moran. We know what we got Colin Moran. I'd rather watch Philip Evans play. So, just to point out as well, for those two weeks, as Jim pointed out, right, those 11 games that Philip Evans played, he did rank fifth in war last year. So, yeah. And, but, man, we're talking (laughs) about if we look at those 11 games, Paul Moran might have been above him at that point in time. So, yeah, it's a really, 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 really small sample size. Oh, it's, it's, but we know what we got, Paul Moran. Hugely small. That's weird. Let's just it's just put Cabrera. He's a shortstop, and let's <laughs> roll with it. 
Someone's got to get. Let's get weird. Honestly, honestly, Let's I'm get a weird. little. I am a little surprised. Like I get that he's like an elite defensive third baseman, but I am a little surprised that that's not something that has even been talked about. To be honest with you, like I, I would put him there and just see if he's fun. good. Like because you do have all these these. If if he ends up being a good shortstop, then you then you've got yourself a a good shortstop. Like his value could only increase. Yeah, exactly, and and so I I'm surprised that it's never even been tried in the minor leagues. And and I get that you know when he was first drafted, he was a he was substantially slower than what he, he was, was now. He he has gotten more athletic as he's progressed through the organization. But maybe like when he was a younger shortstop was just completely out of the question. But now, like he's athletic, he can. I think it's worth at least giving him a little bit of playing time and some reps there, maybe during spring training, just to like see see how he handles it. And what a year to do solve, it. That would solve some of your problems. Why not? It really would. Who cares? And it would also. And I'm not. I'm not here to advocate for it. It's something to definitely think about. Uh, I'm open to thinking about it, but it definitely only increases his value. I mean, as a third baseman, you're hoping that bat plays and stays. I mean, he's not going to hit for 376 for his career, but you don't know that. (laughs) It might be 396. (laughs) You're right. So if he's, you know, even if he takes a hit defensively, it's still good defense, I would imagine. Good enough. And that bat's there. Like as you're short, and then you can't have someone in third base. Maybe it's Colm Rand still. I don't know. I mean, you're right. I want to be opposed to trying it out. Yeah, I, I'm okay with giving it a whirl. And we don't yeah, have to worry about it. Newman or Tucker <laughs> or Eric Gonzalez. Let's get Brian Hayes. We're good. Move on. There you go. If it happens, you heard me first. <laughs> Maybe. Back check that. Probably not. Right. I've I have I have said it before. All right, you heard it on North Shore Nine first? You heard it on the North Side notch. The Santa Cruz like that slanders like the I Pittsburgh Steel like so six months ago. Block him. Yeah, I feel like we we did talk about this. We did. Before. Did we talk short though or second? Now nah, we talked short. It was short. Who cares? Was it? Second base you can throw a lard there. Yeah. Well that's they what I'm saying. Call Marine at second. I, Come I, on. Th- but that's what I'm saying. I thought we talked about second base. If it was short, then I apologize. I thought we mentioned second before. Because I know we hey, talked about show. this to a degree. If, if, I mean, Neil, Neil Walker was basically the exact same situation moving to second base. A good he, point. Was, he was a gold gold glove minor league third baseman who they, they, they just ended up moving to second base once he reached the majors to make room for Pedro. Right. He also had a baby arm. He was fat. He didn't look like he worked out ever. Uncle Mike would be proud of me right now. I was, I was gonna, I was just gonna bring it up, man boobs. Right, right. <laughs> Old moobs, moobs. Oh, that's right, moobs. That's what he called them. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm glad I derailed us yeah. at the end. You're closing in. I had to bring up yeah. Philip Evans, so we can go ahead and close it again if you want, Jim. Yeah. yeah. So we talked about Evans, um, but yeah, I, I mean. Lots of decisions went down this week. Um, winter meetings next week, so hopefully we've got some more stuff to talk about here shortly. And uh, we'll have 
Uh, we will have Jeopardy next week also. I know we were supposed to have Jeopardy this week. We, we ended up having to push it back a week. But uh, next week, things will be back to normal. There won't be Wednesday football. It'll be a normal. I mean, that we know week. of. That we know of. Say by ear. All right. <laughs> That's all I got, though. Um, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Peace out, Girl Scouts.